Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Coin Press Podcast. I'm Luke Willis. Today I'm joined by Justin Welch. Justin is the CEO slash CTO founder of uh, Collection with a K, importantly with a K. Uh, so welcome, Justin. Really glad to have you today. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, no, this one's been a long time coming, like I said. So uh, you, uh, you and various other people, which... Uh, you should definitely list for the people listening, uh, are working on Collection, which is an NFT marketplace built on Coinos. Why don't you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so first I'll list the team. Um, it's uh, it's not just me working on it by myself, of course. Yeah. Um, so we've also got uh, Von Luten and mm -hmm. uh, Ederlang, and uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, but I believe it's Dr. Crackbeam. Yep. Um, uh, uh, also, you know, Planet Coinos, I believe. And um, they're all just doing great on this project, by the way. Um, you know, of course, some of you guys were already be familiar with them from other Coinos projects like CoinDX. Um, so there's a little bit of a crossover there, but mm -hmm. it's not all of the same people. It is two entirely different projects. So um, sure. I myself am not actually involved in CoinDX. Um, okay. uh, the other you know, either fortunately or unfortunately, it's just this one Coinos project right now. So cool. Um, so so yeah, so collection is is going to be the first NFT marketplace uh, on Coinos. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, there's already NFTs available right now on Coinos, but there's nowhere to trade them. Right. Um, so that's kind of an obvious need um, for uh, for an NFT marketplace. Um, I think one of the things that's going to be very unique to us, as opposed to NFT marketplaces on other chains, mm. um, that'll differentiate us is, of course, the the no transaction fees. Right. Um, and because of the no transaction fees, that means we can have truly free minting on Coinos. Right. So, so like, so for example, on OpenSea, they do have a, um, a like a free to mint feature, but really what that means is they get minted off chain. You know, probably just in a SQL database somewhere or whatever they do. And then when someone first buys that NFT, that transaction fee is actually passed on to the user. Mm -hmm. So uh, so, so that's not free to mint. That just right. means that the buyer is paying it. That's no good. So right now, that's not a huge deal for a lot of people with Ethereum transaction fees, you know, running relatively inexpensive. What is it? You know, seven, 10, 15 bucks, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, if we if we get back to those crazy fees like we've seen before, and I think they'll come one day, we'll see these 200, 300, 500 dollar Ethereum transaction fees. And, you know, no one wants to mint NFTs at that point um, no. unless they're really huge collections with like a right. lot of money behind them. It kind of, you know, rules out a lot of creators from being able to to, to launch their collections. So I think that's one time it'll really shine. Um, For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, uh, and it's important to call out that when you have OpenSea with their centralized free minting system, um, there's a cost to that. You know, they have infrastructure and developers and all that that are maintaining that system. And so they have to make that up in other ways uh, where collection or honestly any other dApp built on Coinos doesn't have to do that. Right, so you have lower operating costs, lower, um, 
you know, fewer systems and fewer engineers needed to offer the same experience as these other uh, other dApps, which is, in my opinion, really cool. Um, cool. So uh, obviously, so you've got Von Luton, Idarlang, and uh, and Dr. Crackbane working with you, which is fantastic. Um, shout out to Doc. Uh, he was the artist of the uh, the Coin Press badges, which is the the first NFT collection on uh, on Coinos. So oh, very cool. I did, I actually didn't know that he did those too, but I'm yeah, I'm really not surprised because those those <laughs> look great. And honestly, he does really good work. Um, he does. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed with what he's he's cranked out for us so far. So. For sure, yeah. No, the yeah. the marketing materials and uh, the the lime green motif that you've gone with is is really cool. I, I like it a lot. It stands out. Thanks. Um, we cool. we did we did do some debate over that originally. We were we were <laughs> we're going you know we we're going with some other things. We we even thought about a yellow, which was oh, yeah. it's really great on black, especially um, with the collection logo. But uh, you know, we we noticed that there was a couple other NFT marketplaces that have gone to kind of a similar branding. Yeah. Um, so and that's kind of where the lime green came from. That was kind of the next the next thing. I'm glad we chose it at this point. I think I I think you know the more I look at it, I think I like it better than any other color we could have picked. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it, it really does work. So it's awesome. Yeah, and usually when you pick those really vibrant colors, sorry, we're getting off track here, but usually <laughs> when you pick those, like it's hard to make print materials because it's such a like a non-printable color. Um, but you know, there's lots of neon green type materials you can use, so that yeah, should be cool. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty here with uh, with collection. Obviously, like your your plowing forward to make nfts tradable on coinos which is awesome what's like your your target for for mvp in terms of feature set timing like tell me more about where you're going so so you know as of right now when we're recording this podcast which mm -hmm. i'm not sure exactly when it'll be released so it's possible by the time people are hearing this it may already be on testnet if not it's probably going to be really close to that Cool. Um, cause as of right now, we're probably about 95% of the way, uh, with all the features that we need to launch for testnet and probably 85% of the way for everything that we're going to need for, for mainnet. Um, and that's, yeah, it's looking really great. So yeah, so I can run down the, the features, um, that it'll have at launch. And this is kind of both at testnet and mainnet. Um, mm -hmm. so at launch. So one thing, of course, you'll be able to view all of the collections available on Coinos. Mm -hmm. um and you'll be able to see what nfts are actually listed for sale mm -hmm. um so those will be easy to find you know you don't have to hunt for it like is this thing for sale should i you know click on each and every one that's no fun you just want to know what you can buy right away and what it costs right um so you also be able to see uh the uh, uh floor price for a collection cool. and uh volume for a collection we'll probably start out with uh seven day and um and one day volume um mm -hmm. of course we can always you know, expand on that later, but I think that's you know a pretty good start for that kind of thing. Um, you'll also be able to view all the NFTs that you already own. Um, mm. So just by connecting your wallet, you'll be able to go to a profile page and you can see what you actually own. And that's really important. I think even though there there are NFTs available on Coinos right now, there's actually nowhere to go where you can see what you own in your wallet. I mean, I know right. you can go to like a block explorer and like check these things out and verify that you own it, but there's right. not really any pretty place 
where you can just see all those things. Right. Um, so, so that's a, that's a really good start. Um, and uh, so of course the other things you'll be able to do is you'll be able to list an NFT for sale mm -hmm. and you'll be able to buy an NFT. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's like, uh, you know, that's kind of like the buy it now price. Um, mm -hmm. You can put in a price, what you're willing to sell it for, and then it's listed and then anyone can buy it as soon as they click buy. Um, it transfers from their wallet to your wallet. Um, and it's really just that simple. So, um, so that's the base set of features. I think that's really what we need to launch. Um, yeah. As far as after launch, we'll, uh, I, I really do think we've said this a few times that the very first roadmap item really should be uh, like a no code launching tool for people to be able to launch collections without needing any technical ability whatsoever. Definitely. Um, I think that's a really important piece. Um, I know that does exist somewhat elsewhere, like mm -hmm. on other chains with NFT uh, marketplaces. But um, I think that's somewhere we we can really shine. Like we can we can really iterate on that and make it better than other marketplaces. For sure. Um, another thing that we'll of course want to want to add, and you know, it's it's to be determined where this slides into a to an official roadmap, like we'll work on a roadmap after launch. Like the sure. first roadmap item is launch. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, second is probably no code launching tool. So after that, um, of course we want like a, a bidding system. Um, mm. And we'll actually, we'll actually have to upgrade the, uh, the marketplace contract to, to support something like that. Um, yeah. I don't think that'll be an incredible amount of work, but it's, um, it's definitely something that we want to add later on. I think that's a that's a fun thing to do with NFTs too, to be able to like bid them yeah. up over time until it, you know, until it yeah. reaches a certain amount. Yeah. So very cool stuff. Yeah, I think that's honestly probably one of my favorite uh things for for blockchain. I, I'm kind of a nerd for uh for auction systems. Um mm. like <laughs> building uh decentralized eBay. I mean, you know, definitely for uh digital assets um, is, I think, a really cool use case. I I would love to see uh, more innovation with using like different kinds of auctions and you know, the ability to set up, uh, you know, I forget what they're called, um, but there, there's different kinds of auctions where you're selling multiple items or you can have like everybody lump in their items and then, you know, they don't sell unless they all sell. And like, there's a lot of different systems that you can use that make the game theory aspect really fun so <laughs> well i think i think you found the uh the 16th hat that you'll have to wear then yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right like the coinos ebay <laughs> yeah <laughs> um cool no i i think that's uh that's a really good start and that sounds like you're going to be busy for a while um lots of fun there absolutely um, so Tell me, um, a lot of projects right now are working through, like how, um, how do I say this? How decentralized to be upfront, and it seems like for most things, it makes the most sense to launch with a upgradable contract because that's the default on Coinhouse, and hold the the keys for it either as like an individual or a multi-sig for the different people in your group. Um, and then, you know, a lot of projects are then moving toward 
tokenizing with an IDO or something, um, and eventually getting to the point where it's upgradable through through governance of you know the, the broader community. Um, or in my case with Burncoin, it was simple enough. We just locked it down and, and made it you know where nobody can update it. So I'm curious what your approach is. How are you gonna? How are you thinking about uh, the governance aspect and the decentralization? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, of course, we'll definitely launch with an upgradable contract to begin with. Um, yeah, that's really the safest thing to do, especially with brand new technology. Right. Um, so, so I think this project is a little bit different than others in this aspect. That really, a marketplace contract is just a place where you create a listing. Mm. So it's just like the ability to transfer, but it's not, you know, it doesn't have any more control over that. So right. will that need to be changed where it's fully immutable? Maybe. Mm. I, I think it probably would be appropriate to do that after it gets to to a certain point. Like right. Right, you know, after it gets all the features that everyone would want to see in a marketplace contract, I think that'd be okay um right. you, we could also always launch another marketplace contract so we right. could switch that over to immutable and you know and then everyone could you know cancel their existing listings or not they could just leave it with the you know the previous marketplace contract sure. and we launch another one um so that makes it a little bit different than other projects um, right. that, that need governance so i don't know if if a marketplace needs that kind of governance now if it did switch to having some unique features that would make sense to have a utility token then mm -hmm. yeah absolutely at that point it should be fully decentralized and immutable and everybody voting on what changes um that could be a possibility it's something we have talked about internally mm -hmm. but i think that's a you know that's farther down the road like right, right now we have no plans for any token for this. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, not shoehorning in a token to cryptocurrency projects where it's not necessary. Because, uh, because we see a lot of that. It's like, you know, step one, launch, launch a token and say it does X, Y, Z. And then step two, build this project. Right. And yeah. like those, you know, these two things don't really have to exist together usually. Um, so if we do a token, I want to be sure that there's a good reason for it to exist. Um, yeah. And there, there, you know, there, there might be. Like, I'm not saying no to that. I think that's a, that's a good thing to do in the future. Um, so, so lately we've seen a, a lot of uh, um, new NFT marketplaces launch that are really giving OpenSea a run for their money. Um, hmm. That's been big in cryptocurrency news lately. Like uh, Blur just launched, um, and they launched with a token. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, Gigamart also just launched. And I don't know if they've launched their token yet, but they're also doing it. Now, the reason for their tokens to exist, and they, they may you know argue this and have other you know, utilities that they say, but really what they're doing and how they're giving OpenSea a run for their money is through that token, they're doing 0% marketplace fees. Mm. You know? So OpenSea has been 2.5% forever like since launch that's that's their whole business model yeah um and these other marketplaces are coming out of nowhere all of a sudden with a ton of features on top of theirs a really slick interface and zero percent market feeds and yeah. this token that goes along with it and that's how they're pulling it off is through right. that token so 
you know, as collection gets big and as Coinos gets big over time, I'm sure that's something we'd want to consider too. We'd want to be ahead of it. Like I'm sure we'd come up with a good plan before we really need to to tackle that. Um, For sure. But at launch, the goal is just to get a, a product out there that people can use. Um, yeah. I, I was going to go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I think that's a really good, um, it's a good point because right now I think where we're at with NFTs is this kind of race to zero um, of pricing. And and I think that by nature of being on Coinos, your costs are lower. So you have the ability to win that race. So as long as people see NFTs on Coinos as a valuable entity, then you kind of can't lose in that regard. Um, but at the end of the day, you do still need to make money. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's still a business. And like I was saying before, I'm a big fan of cryptocurrency things that have an actual business model and mm -hmm. doesn't rely on just like number goes up yeah. uh, for their token. So I think that's that's first and foremost, like you need to have a business plan that actually makes sense that you can make money with without having to launch some arbitrary token that doesn't necessarily have any real utility. So right. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing to begin with. So, so there will be a marketplace fee on uh, on collection, of course, uh, mm -hmm. but there's no transaction fees and there's no additional fees. There's nothing else. Um, it's actually a really simple business model. It's like just a small marketplace fee and that's it. And that's what we're starting with. And we can just build from there and see where that goes. So cool. Uh, I think it's a good start. Now, I assume you're only collecting the fee when, when an item sells, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing, no charge to list it or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah. Anybody can list whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. No cool. Um, awesome. So, uh, I mean, I guess I'm curious for, for your experience. Obviously, we've both developed dApps on Coinos now. Uh, how have you liked the experience? How does it compare to what you've worked on previously? Uh, <laughs> any feedback on how that's gone or um yeah just curious <laughs> so so that's a really deep question um yeah. so so first so first um yes compared to what i've worked worked on before so i got started into cryptocurrency professionally back in 2016 um mm -hmm. working for Steemit, um right. which as a lot of you know people follow coinos know um that's the same company um that developed the steam blockchain that um the majority of uh the coinos group employees also worked at so i actually right. worked with them there um so so i'm very familiar with this yeah. previous stuff that they also built because i was having to build steam it on top of that right um so so in comparison to that it's like night and day yeah. Um, I mean, that was an application specific blockchain and, you know, it's a very cool application, which of course is Hive now today, the Hive blockchain and Hive right. platform. Um, but, you know, outside of, um, of working on that specific application, doing unique things uh, can get somewhat difficult. Um, one, it's not a smart contract chain, so everything is basically just custom JSON so that you have to post to the chain and have a block follower to pick up if you want to do something with it. Um, and that gets kind of hairy. Um, you know, uh, you have SQL databases that you're filling up and lots of queries and stuff and it's a mess. Um, yeah. 
so now there's some similarities there that's also those are also gasless chains um mm -hmm. so they're free to use so that aspect is is very similar um and makes it a lot easier to uh, to develop experiences that people are really going to want to use um i think i think it's important for dApps like you know ethereum dApps if if it requires a, you know even a a one dollar transaction fee people aren't going to be clicking the button you know what i mean like if every button click is a is a transaction and it costs it's just not yeah. going to happen like that doesn't scale to any type of application that people are used to using on their phone um right. however coinos does um and that's that's one big difference there too um so as far as comparing it to ethereum development um now granted i don't have too much professional ethereum development experience but what i do know and what i've seen um i think that translates really well over to coinos like if you're already a smart contract developer using solidity um chances are you've also you know you also are a javascript developer or you know C++ or whatever, um, you didn't just start in Solidity out of nowhere. Like who does right. that? Like who's, right. who's an engineer and they start up and like, you know, the first thing, the first line of code they write is in Solidity. That doesn't exist, that doesn't happen. Um, so if you're a smart contract developer and you know Solidity and you probably know other things, this is gonna translate really easily and it might even be a little bit easier. Um, I think the only pain points at this point are uh, on the documentation side. Mm -hmm. um it's it, and and that's that's a hurdle we can cross like we can all pitch in and make that happen right. uh, but what i found is that uh it just means you may have to ask a few more questions up front um you may run into a couple hurdles here and there but none of it's been really difficult like as soon as you find the answer it's like oh okay great that makes sense no problem and right smooth sailing so i've been making a note of those things because you know if no one else fills in that documentation i'll go back and do it myself like, For sure. Yeah, like, like, I don't <laughs> want other people to have to ask those same questions. So, yeah, uh, definitely. If I have time, I think I'll follow up with that too. Cool. Yeah, yeah I find myself searching Discord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <pretty often. laughs> um, I know I saw that question somewhere. Uh, yeah for me i think it was the uh like the authorities structure that took me probably the longest to really wrap my head around. Um, not because it's I mean, particularly complex. It's more so just that there's, um, I don't know, to me at least, it was unexpected the way it worked, right? Things like, you know, the fact that you have to pass these three flags to override, that uh, if you want to <laughs> make something upgradable versus delegate mana versus, um, you know, whatever it is you want to do you have to write specific code for that and uh the the way it chains together gets tricky that was my my problem with burncoin um we actually have to do manual uh reburns outside of the pool uh because there's a bug in the authority structure that doesn't impact anybody or the way the pool runs um but it prevents us from being able to use the reburn function that we wrote <laughs> so um things like that i'm sure yeah. i'm sure that bug will get solved um with a governance vote here eventually yeah well m maybe i don't think it's it's a bug i think it's more just our bug and how we <laughs> we wrote it like now that i've talked through it after the fact i'm 
I'm pretty sure I know the the appropriate fix. It's more just um, you know figuring the the right way to handle it going forward because mm-hmm. um, there's there's gotchas with everything, right? But absolutely, there's always a gotcha. If, there, if there's one thing I've learned in engineering, there's always a gotcha. Always. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's small, sometimes it's big, but it's always right. Big. Right. So. Cool. Um, okay, so we've talked about collection. We talked about uh, you know kind of the feature set that you're going for, mm-hmm. and personally, I think that you've got a good strategy here uh, in terms of just starting out. One of the things that I've noticed in terms of positioning for uh, for different NFT marketplaces since I'd say that's kind of a saturated market across all the different chains, right? There's there's a lot of different NFT marketplaces. And if you want to mint an NFT on a specific chain, there's probably like the biggest one, but there's usually multiple. Um, and usually at a certain point, you get these kind of more niche NFT marketplaces that position themselves as, you know, the best marketplace for independent creators who want to sell their own art as one of ones or something like that, you know, very, very specific. Um, Do you have any interest in being something along those lines? I mean, not that specifically, but do you want to be just like the NFT marketplace on Coinos or are you open to like niching down later and like sharing the pie or yeah, just curious what your thoughts are. So, so, so let's. So before we before we do that, let me let me rewind a bit and go yeah, back please. to um, the question of why I decided to start developing an NFT marketplace on Coinos to begin with. Yeah, um, yeah. And, that's, and then the rest of the answer will make more sense, I think. Sure. So, so kind of how this came about actually is I was sitting around thinking, you know, what would be a great thing to develop on Coinos. And actually what I kind of wanted to do to begin with um, were a couple different uh, gaming uh, projects. Hmm. Um, so I had a, a couple different game concepts that I wanted to do. Um, most of those uh, were involving NFTs. Mm-hmm. And really in order for those to take off and be successful, there has to be an NFT marketplace. So <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden I'm like, well, maybe it doesn't make sense to build the game. It makes sense to build the NFT marketplace because that's necessary infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of why I'm doing this is because I think this is necessary infrastructure that's needed on Coinos for other businesses to be able to exist. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I mean, I think there'll even be other marketplaces later. Like just mm-hmm. like they're on other chains, like collection doesn't necessarily have to be the only one. It's the first, um, but that's some big shoes to fill too. Like you said, you know, there's like there's art NFTs, and then there's other niche market type NFTs. And to begin with, I think it, it kind of has to be all those things. Um, sure. I'm the most interested in um, some use cases for NFTs that we haven't even really got into or discovered yet. Some things that might only be possible on Coinos. Um, uh, because of its gasless nature. Um, so I think there's a lot of opportunity for collection to, to, to get into something specific like that later on. Um, and, and, but I don't know, you know, we're not there yet. It's like, 
we're at the very beginning right now. It's like step one, build the platform, like make right. it work, get it out there for people so that other people can start building their businesses too, whatever those may be. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, we don't have to be the only ones in the, in the, in the space at all. Uh, sure. I'm sure. There'll be more, the more, the merrier. Right. So, yeah, definitely. So. Cool. Um, yeah, no, this, it, it's really exciting. And I mean, obviously my projects have, I have two out of three on on NFTs, so uh, I'm I'm excited for you to exist as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, there's <laughs> there's proof right there. It's like it's like instant validation. Like you know, as soon as we started developing this thing, it just made perfect sense. It's like, oh, this is like the missing this is the missing link. Like we need right. this right now. Like, right. You know, can we please develop this in like a week and have it out later? You know, obviously, right. that's not not possible. But um, but we are trying to to get it out. As quickly as possible um but being the first on coinos it actually allows us to do something like that we can launch with a limited feature set um mm -hmm. so like for example if i was trying to build an nft marketplace that actually competed with OpenSea and blur and you know the rare yeah. ball and all these others on ethereum or other chains the only way you can do that is with an incredible feature set like you'd have to develop the whole thing top to bottom to actually have something to be able to compete with those um, right. on coinos it's the opposite like this is just base level infrastructure that we have to get out and people can start using right away um, yeah. now that doesn't mean we can't have all those fancy things that all these other nft marketplaces have we probably will eventually sure. um, but it gives us the time to launch now and then iterate on it until it gets to that point uh, yeah which i think is really great that's a good benefit that we have to uh working for us here yeah it's fun being the the first on a platform for sure <laughs> yeah and and competition just makes it more fun from there i mean obviously with burncoin we've had fagata come in and and that's been fun to talk with them and um compare our solutions and you, know, you learn a lot from everybody else coming in and being <laughs> trying to take a piece of your pie yeah, um yeah, which is good cool um well, Justin, uh, I, for one, am very excited for collection and will be following closely. Uh, for anybody who's listening who wants to learn more about what you're doing, um, do you have any links you want to share or, you know, <laughs> articles or, or whatnot? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is the weird part of podcasts where people try to, like, um, like list URLs, like, in speech <laughs> instead of, like, going to it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'll so put it in the description. Too, you'll put so it you in the description. Okay. So, so yeah, you guys can follow us on the best place is probably Twitter at this point. Um, sure. you can follow us on Twitter at collection MKT. Um, and that is collection with a K just like Coinos. Um, and that is collection MKT. So, um, the website URL is collection.app. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course there's, as of the time of this podcast, there's just a landing page there. Um, but, uh, if you follow our social media, uh, there will be a link to the, uh, test net collection, um, available very soon. <laughs> Great. Yeah. All right. Well, Justin, this was awesome. Appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to, to talk to me in this. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for what y'all are doing and, uh, where you're going from here. Me too. Absolutely. Thanks Luke. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks Justin. We'll talk Bye. to you later.